Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be recapping the 2023 rom-com No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence and Andrew Barth Feldman. Mm, that sounds like a very accurate way to pronouncing his name. And I trust Andrew you. Andrew Barth Feldman. Because your track record with name pronunciations is... I can guarantee you I pronounce Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, I believe that. It's Jennifer Lawrence. She's from Louisville. The fuck it is. Okay. The fuck it is. Oh, man. I was so excited when you said we could do this movie because I've been dying to watch it. I've been dying to watch it, too. It's just I felt like we fell into like a rom-com hole. And I'm like, okay, we're doing too many. But then we fell into like a dark hole. Yes. And we are such dark bitches at heart that we just, we could not claw our way out of that hole. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, this movie is the perfect palate cleanser for that crazy fuckery you made me watch last week. You're welcome. This movie is absurd, but in a fun way. In a cute way. Listen, I've never been angry at a Jennifer Lawrence movie. She looks so fresh-faced in this movie. Oh, dude, do you know that she's, like, married and she has, like, kids? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence plays 32-year-old Maddie Barker. Maddie Barker is an Uber driver and a bartender. Yeah, in Montauk, New York, which is, Mm -hmm. I know nothing about it, but from the movie, it looks like a little beach town where rich people go for the summer. Maddie's past due on her taxes for her house because she just can't keep up on the payments. Yeah. The IRS is IRSing. Mm. You already said you don't mess with the IRS, okay? You don't you don't mess with the government mob, okay? The government is misappropriating billions of dollars, but if Kathy Sue over in Montana underpays her taxes by $30, she's going to jail. Jail, bitch. Straight to jail. After they break your knees. <laughs> After they break your knees and hurt your feelings, call you fat and pull your hair, they're sending you straight to jail, Kathy Sue. That's how the IRS rolls. So what's happening is this area is being very gentrified. People with money are coming in and they're buying up land, they're buying up houses, driving up property values. However, when property values go up, taxes go up. And so you have people like Maddie who inherited a house from her mother and she thought she could afford it because all she had to do was pay taxes. But now her taxes have tripled. Yeah, she's behind on the property taxes for her house because again, they've went up so much. She can't pay them. This is the situation Maddie is in right now. She is risking losing her house altogether. Yeah. So what they do is the government is allowed to lien your other property in order to pay off what you owe. And so we see Maddie's car getting towed first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. which is cutting off a source of income as an Uber driver. Right. She's an Uber driver. She needs her car. What makes things worse for Maddie is that she happens to know the tow truck driver. You know what? I love this for her. She tries to flirt her way out of it. She's like, Gary, oh my God. It's so good to see you. I found a green sock the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's Gary's. She's trying to sweet talk him into leaving her car. And as she does so, this half-dressed, super buff, exotic-looking Italian man comes out of the front door and starts doing squats. Yeah, just casually doing (laughs) squats. So the thing about Gary is that 
he apparently had a very short relationship with Maddie, obviously fell in love with her because she's Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And she ghosted him. And it seems to be her pattern. Yeah, it's her pattern, her toxic pattern. Love that for her. He got maddied. He got maddied. And, you know, now she can't flirt her way out of her car getting repoed. The next scene is her skating. And I thought she was skating to work because she told Uh the guy, like, listen, I have work. I have to go to work. We think she's skating to work, but she's actually rollerblading to get her car back, like to steal her car. Yeah. The area they live in is essentially very small. So she just goes and looks for Gary's tow truck. She finds it and she unhooks the tires from the straps, but she forgets to unhook the hook. Yeah. She's also trying to drive a car with rollerblades on, which... (laughs) Not advisable. I can't even drive a car with heels on. It's this whole scene and the cops are called. Yes. She gets put in jail. She gets in trouble for it. She, She can't catch a break. She had a plan for getting back on track that summer, but that plan required her car. It required her to Uber drive because she makes Mm -hmm. the most amount of money in the summer when all the rich people are in. And so now she's lamenting with her friends. Like, what am I supposed to do? How, like, I need a car. I need a car to Mm -hmm. be able to make this money. Yeah. So her friends are on Craigslist and they're helping her look for like a cheap car. Like, hey, listen, you're going to have to dip into your savings a little bit, buy a cheap car. While they're on Craigslist... Maddie finds an ad. It's a shady ad that you can only put on Craigslist. You know what? I miss the days of Craigslist. Now it's all Facebook Marketplace, Mm. you know, offer up. I miss the days of Craigslist. But the ad is essentially like, hey, listen, I'm going to give you this free Buick. Okay, free. I'm going to give it to you. But we need you to essentially help bring our son out of his shell before college. The ad is very coded. When Maddie goes to his parents' house, he's not there. She Uh goes there to respond to the ad. They explain to her that they're so worried about their son. The boy's name is Percy. He's 19 years old. He looks like a 14-year-old. He's he's mm-hmm. very frail looking. He's scared of everything. Barely leaves his room. He has no friends. He's never had a girlfriend. And he's supposed to go to Princeton in the fall. And they just... You could see these parents are just micromanagers. Like they think that they could just manhandle their son's life to be exactly what they want him to be. They don't want him to get in any trouble or do anything bad, but they want him to do like a little bit of bad stuff, like just enough, but not too much, but like a little bit, just a little spice. The dad was like, he's never even been to a party. Like he doesn't even drink. Like we can't send this loser to college. (laughs) They ask her, you know, they're like, how old are you? Maddie says, I know you said you wanted somebody, you know, early to mid twenties. I am a little bit older than that. And they're like, how much older? And she's like 29 last year. And they're like, so you're 30. She's like two. 32. Like you're 32. (laughs) And immediately the mom is like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And you know what? Good for Maddie because Maddie's like, listen, she's like, you want somebody that looks young, but has experience. Yes. She sells herself as being a mature woman that can pass for a 20 something year old. And she could really handle the situation delicately. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting is When the parents meet her, they say, first of all, we have the utmost respect for sex workers. So it's like they knew what they put on Craigslist. Like they knew they were asking someone to screw their son for a Buick. Not even like a new Buick. Yeah, exactly. It's a used Buick. And that's why they weren't getting 
anyone. They hadn't found anyone yet. And so when Maddie rolls up, they're like, uh, you don't look like a 20 year old, but we're desperate. Maddie's like, so how will you know like the deed is done? And the mom says, oh, we have his passcodes for everything. Like, we'll know. And Maddie goes, so he's not gay, right? The mom says, oh, no, his porn history is graphic, but not gay. And the dad goes, it's a little bit gay. The dad's <laughs> like, there's there's groups involved. For some reason, these parents think that if their son could just have sex, that it would solve his problems. It's very strange of them to think oh, that yeah. all of his social problems are caused by the fact that he hasn't had sex yet as a 19-year-old. But the real problem is that they don't let him do anything that they don't have hands on. He can't right? even get laid without them controlling it. Right? Listen, like maybe he's not ready to have sex yet. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe he's not ready. And also, so they tell Maddie, they're like, look, you have sex with him, you'll get the car, right? It's a very easy right? transaction. So Maddie's like, piece of cake. I am Jennifer Lawrence. She's like, is he in his room? Should I just go up there and rah, surprise him? And they're like, oh no, he can't know about this. That would just defeat the purpose of boosting his confidence. Yeah. He volunteers at the animal shelter. We thought maybe you could go there, pretend like you wanted to adopt a dog. Maddie's like, bitch bet. She goes home. She puts on this tight, cute little pink dress and these like sexy heels, rolls up at the animal shelter and is like, let's do this. And when Maddie walks in, she wants to talk to Percy. And the main guy is like, no, 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 no. He just deals with the dogs. Percy is sitting with a wiener dog and she points at Percy and she says, can I touch your wiener? You know, just straight to the point. And he's like, what? And she's like, your dog. He's terrified. He is. Percy cannot make eye contact with her. He is so terrified. He's like a chihuahua. If he was a dog, he would be a chihuahua with zero attitude, with no attitude. He would be the chihuahua that pisses on the floor when the doorbell rings. Yes. That one. Yes. Okay. Just shivering, shaking. For living in a beach town, this motherfucker is pale. Yeah. Like he never sees sunlight. He looks sickly almost. He doesn't drive. He rides a bike. He doesn't drive and it's because he's scared to drive. Like he is terrified of everything. You could see how scared he is of Maddie when she walks in because she is just this burst of like feminine sexuality. And there mm -hmm. is, to me, there is nothing better than watching men squirm at a woman who's mm -hmm. comfortable in her sexuality. It makes men so uncomfortable. So honestly, no, it does. like no shade to Percy for cowering in a corner when Jennifer Lawrence burst through the door with the intention of having sex with him. Anyone would, right? A grown man, a more confident man would. It's just interesting to see like how different they are. Yeah. Like she is so confident and he is like, don't look at me. Like he's almost pissing his pants. He's so scared. Yes. You know, she says, I want to adopt a dog. He's like, okay, tell me what you're looking for. And she's like, who's the most fucked up one you have? Oh, um, that would be Milo. He's an ex-police dog that was forced into retirement because he got hooked on C-O-C-A-I-N-E. Maddie just goes cocaine and this dog goes ballistic. Yeah. Okay. You can't say cocaine around the dog because 
he flips out. He wants cocaine. He wants some. Yeah. So Maddie's not there to adopt a dog, obviously, but she pretends to. She goes to the back room with Percy and she is forcing proximity and she is forcing alone time with him. Like she is the one that insists, like, is there Mm -hmm. an office we can be alone in? I don't know what she was expecting. I thought maybe she thought if I throw myself at this boy, he is going to oblige. She thought he would have been like, yes, let's find a closet, a bathroom. Fuck it. Let's go find a tree. I'll do it right here in the dog kennels. Move Milo. I need your kennel. (laughs) What you start to realize is that Percy is clueless. Like he, mm-hmm. he doesn't even realize that she's throwing herself at him, that she's flirting with him, that she, when she insists on giving him a ride home and it's not even the end of his shift, he looks scared. He looks scared and he tries to say no and he tries to get out of it. And she basically forces him into a van. She like kidnaps him and forces him into a windowless van. She forces him into a windowless van that she borrowed from her friend because she doesn't mm-hmm. have a car. What is going through her head? Her plan was literally like, you know what? I'm just going to put this kid in the back of my van. I'm going to take him to my house. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's fine. I'm going to get my Buick, right? It's all about the Buick, Uh girl. You got to do what you got to do for the Buick. But listen, this kid is so afraid. And then when he sees that she's pulled up to a house... It's not his. He freaks out even more. He pepper sprays her. He maces her. He's freaking out. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to do. I thought you want, you were kidnapping me. She did kidnap him. <laughs> she did. He ends up having to hose her down with the lawn mm-hmm. water hose. She finally, through tears and through red eyes from the maze, she says, I just thought you were hot. I just thought you were hot. And surprisingly... Percy immediately asks her out on a date. He goes, oh, let's go on a date. And she, yeah. And she's like, okay, let me get a new dress. And he's like, no, not right now. Like maybe tomorrow? You can't see. You have mace in your eyes. She's just trying to get it over with. Okay. She wants her Buick. Yeah. And so like the next day they go out on a date, but they go to a date to a bar. It's like a dive bar, like one of those dive bars in town. Yeah. She's a regular. They know her. Yeah, she's a regular. He walks in and at first it looks like he's wearing a full-blown suit. He has a tie, Uh a suit jacket, a button-up. But when the camera pans out, he's wearing shorts. Yeah, he said it was too hot for pants. He's so innocent. How could you even, like, why would you even want to corrupt this kid? Why wouldn't you just take him and put him (laughs) behind glass with Ed Sheeran and just protect them together? Because bitch needs a Buick, okay? That's why. (laughs) Bitch needs a Buick. I did it all for the Buick. Yeah, it is what it is. This is becoming harder than she thought because I think in Maddie's head, she would have already banged this kid, okay? We need to quit saying kid, all right? Because it's making it weird. (laughs) It is making it weird. But he looks like a kid. He looks like a little boy. I think in Maddie's head, she would have already banged him. Mm -hmm. Percy would already be deflowered. She would already have her Buick and this would already be over. I don't think she's ever had to try this hard before. She's Jennifer Lawrence. Of course she hasn't. Even when they're in the bar, this guy walks up to her and he's just like, oh, hey, you ghosted me, but my life is better without you. So she has left a trail of heartbroken men. Like she does not have issues getting a man in her bed. No, but here she is. She got pepper sprayed by this dude, okay, by Percy. (laughs) She got pepper sprayed. And here she is at a bar with him in his cut-off suit shorts. Yeah. And just like 
please sleep with me. Like, please. When the guy comes up to Maddie and starts, you know, insinuating that she goes to him and mm-hmm. all this stuff, Percy is so confused. He's asking Maddie, you hooked up with that guy, but you say you don't like him. Like, why would you hook up with someone you don't like? Yeah. He can't wrap his head around that. And Maddie's like, what does liking him have to do with sleeping with him? Yeah. She doesn't have like, por que no los dos? Like she she doesn't have that phrase in her life. They have their little date at the bar and then they go out to the beach. They're out at the beach and Maddie's like, oh my God, let's go for a swim. And listen, this is all the red flags for Percy. All of his fears. He is terrified because it's it's nighttime at this point and there's a big sign that says like the beach is closed. And he mm-hmm. goes, we should just come back during normal operating hours. Like he's, yes. like, he's like, the beach is closed. We shouldn't be here. And all Maddie wants is just, she just wants this kid to want her. Maddie really doesn't understand why like her usual Mm. attempts to seduce guys isn't working with Percy. Mm -hmm. And so she uses manipulation and she just goes like, you think I'm ugly? Like, that's the problem. You think I'm ugly. And Percy's like, no, no. Percy's not used to talking to girls in general, let alone comforting them. Right. Like, Percy's out of his element here. He is, like, confused. He is, especially when he says, like, I think you're so pretty. And then she starts stripping and she goes, pretty where? And let me tell you, Courtney, this beach scene is my favorite scene of, like, any Courtney I was in stitches because let me paint you a scene, Okay. This guy is terrified. She starts stripping down and it's a very modest scene when she strips down. Mm -hmm. They don't show anything. They show Mm -hmm. like her back and then she walks off into the ocean naked, but you don't Mm -hmm. see her. You just see his face. He ends up also stripping down and getting in the water with her. she screams at him. (laughs) She does. She has to scream at him from the water. But even once he's in the water, there is zero sexual tension because this kid is just Uh terrified. And honestly, the ocean at night is a terrifying place. The ocean during the day is a terrifying place. I don't know how anyone could be horny in the ocean at night. The chances of this kid getting a boner right now are zero because he is terrified of all of it. One, there's no lifeguard. Two, sharks. Three, jellyfish. Four, open water. Five, Jennifer Lawrence. Like (laughs) everything about the situation he is scared of right now. And Maddie is not picking up on any of it. She seems so oblivious, but I think this is her thing. Like she's never had to worry about someone else. She doesn't have to pick up on cues. She is just Mm -hmm. herself all the time. The worst thing happens, though, when they're in that water naked, some kids on the beach start gathering up their clothes. Yes. Did you hear what Percy said? No. What did he say? Percy is so upset. He says, oh, he said we need an adult. He said, I knew something bad would happen. And then he looks around. He says, we need to find an adult. And that is how I feel. Like every day of my life, I feel like this. Like I look around and I'm like, we need to find an adult. And then I realize we are the adults. We are the adults. Who let this happen to us? Who let us become the adults? So, yeah, these kids are probably like, what, like 16, 17 years old? Yeah. They gather all their clothes. But listen, Maddie is like, absolutely not. This will not be the thing that stands between me and my motherfucking Buick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She's like, absolutely not. This whole movie needs to be a commercial for Buick. 
Maddie comes out of that beach, okay? And let me preface this by saying, right before when she had gone into the water naked and we didn't see a single thing when she was getting into the water. And I thought, oh, she's kind of, you know, a little more modest now that she's a mom. Mm -hmm. When these kids try to steal Maddie and Percy's clothes from the beach, Maddie comes out of that freaking ocean like Poseidon. I honestly expected them to cut to her face. Mm -hmm. But no, just full frontal. Going from this very modest scene to suddenly a full frontal fight scene where like everything, like Jennifer Lawrence is like all in the nude, full frontal. And she... Full frontal, full back. She beats the shit out of them, okay? Jennifer Lawrence gets cooter punched. She's doing (laughs) backflips. She's flipping people over she is literally just doing like kung fu ninja move courtney fully i naked. was dying my husband works from home i called him to come down and i rewinded the scene because i couldn't breathe and i was like you have to watch this but i think without the context it wasn't as funny and he just was like i just forced him to watch a full frontal scene of jennifer lawrence and he was just like thanks but i'm like no it's <laughs> it was funny it was funny and he's like okay and he's just like i'm confused (laughs) what is it you want from me my favorite part about the scene is the fact that the whole movie she is overtly sexual trying to get this kid to have sex with her and then the Mm -hmm. one scene that she is fully nude i don't know that she's ever done like a full Mm -hmm. frontal scene before in any movie it is completely not sexual like it is not sexual at all she is like angry she's throwing sand she's like doing like wrestler moves Mm -hmm. courtney it's just the best scene i've ever seen in any movie in my life i dude my favorite part is when she gets cooter punched yeah i don't know what it is but i feel like cooter punch is just so funny. To be honest, the funniest thing about being cooter punched is that there's no difference to being punched anywhere else. If anything, it'll hurt the person more because there's a lot of bones there, you know? Right? <laughs> like, like, it's not like when you cooter punch a guy. Like how your fucking knuckles feel. Right, right. And, you know, you try to cooter punch a woman, you're you're hurting yourself, babes. You're hurting yourself. Right? So, I don't know, girl, this scene elevated the movie for me. I loved the scene so much. I loved everything about it. I love how non-sexual the full front scene was i love how it went on for like way too long yeah and the best part is she gets back in the water like nothing fucking happened yeah percy is scared okay he is scared he is now aware that he is in the ocean naked with a woman who just you know stormed over naked and breed up three teenagers well he says did you beat them up she's like no i talked to them i got i got our clothes back he said i heard screaming she's like yeah that was i'm apologizing and then he's like i want to leave i want to go he wants to go home he's like hey maddie i need my phone like i need my phone and she's like i don't have it i don't know where it is and he's like my parents need to know where i am it has my location i need my phone She's like, you're 19. Jesus Christ, Percy. He starts flipping out. And she's like, it's not here. And he's like, I see it on the seat right there. He's naked at this point. He's still naked. He hasn't gotten Mm -hmm. dressed. He was collecting his things. He was asking for his phone because I think the idea was he wasn't getting back in the car with her. Okay. He's like, I just saw this lady get cooter punched and she is fine. Like, I'm terrified. She might be a robot. Yeah, I got to get out of here. So he is naked with his clothes in his hands. She is Mm -hmm. refusing to give him his phone the only thing he could think to do is to jump on top of the car and he says i am not moving until you give me my phone maddie's like fine i'm still leaving 
I guess we're doing this then. And so she just starts driving the car with him hanging onto the hood naked. She's speeding. Okay, she's speeding. She's doing like 40 and a 20. So, of course, cops try to pull them over. Maddie's mm-hmm. not about to get pulled over, my dude, okay? Mm-hmm. She already has the IRS after her. She doesn't need the popo too. And she's on probation. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> she's she's on probation from trying to steal her car back from the, the yes. repo man. So she sees an opportunity to get away because there's a train crossing. And Jesus Christ, Courtney, if this woman doesn't speed through the train crossing as the train is barreling inches away and she has a naked man dangling from the front of her car, her friend's car. Once again, I just want to reiterate, this isn't her car. She borrowed this car. She doesn't have the Buick yet. This is all for the Buick, okay? She speeds through the train crossing with seconds to spare before this train comes barreling through and blocks her from the cop. Did you see the look on Percy's face? He looked so invigorated. I think because he was, first of all, the whole time, obviously, he is hanging from a car naked and this woman Mm -hmm. is speeding and then the cops are trying to pull them. He was terrified, right? Like this boy is scared of everything. So he was terrified. And then he has that near death experience where he almost Mm -hmm. gets hit by the train. And I think something rewires in his brain. Because the next scene, he is just like pumped up. He is so excited. It's his first taste of adrenaline, probably. He's probably never felt it before. You know what? That's such a good point. He's never taken risks. He's never done anything risky. They actually end up going back to Maddie's house. The two criminals hole up in Maddie's house. She gives him clothes and he's wearing like one of her pajama shorts. Maddie is not, listen, Maddie's trying to close the deal. She's trying to get her Buick. She's like, okay, enough Mm -hmm. is enough. All right. She puts on, she puts on some music. What song is that that's playing? I don't remember. In my head, it's like apple bottom jeans boots with the fur but it wasn't <laughs> but it was like adjacent to that it was like that vibe it was like early 2000s clubbing music percy's on the couch maddie comes out in her little skimpy pajama shorts maddie comes out and she starts like sexy dancing and she like bends over and like gets on her hands and knees and she like smacks her ass and she's like smack it she's trying to twerk and baby there's nothing jiggling nothing is jiggling mm-hmm. yeah nothing nothing's jiggling nothing's moving but that girl is trying listen she she's is trying. trying hard she is trying hard to twerk and what's interesting to me is that the harder she tries to be sexy the less sexy it is which is kind of that paradox of like attractiveness and sexiness doesn't try that Mm -hmm. hard literally jennifer lawrence is on the floor twerking for us and i'm like "Mm, it's not giving yeah (laughs) it's not feeling sexy to me i don't blame percy for being like i'm not feeling this right and she's like trying to get him to smack her ass and he's like okay did you hear what he said right before she says smack it and he goes okay do I have your consent? You know what? We I love, love it. that. Yeah, love it. We love that. Always double check. <laughs> they just tell you to, but thanks for checking. She's trying so hard, okay? He's like, okay, listen, like she really wants it. So like he's trying to give it to her. You know, at this point, it seems that Percy feels guilty. Like he mm-hmm. is, he's not stupid, right? He might be clueless, but he's not stupid. And he's obviously noticing that this woman wants to have sex with him. 
So yes, he is ready to oblige just literally out of discomfort. He starts asking her questions about herself uh-huh. as she's trying to come on to him. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to get to know you. They haven't even kissed yet, though. Just want to point that out. They are literally just physically closer So, you know what, like after he kind of realizes that like she's uncomfy talking about personal things, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm just like really itchy. Like my back is just like really itchy. He starts scratching at his neck like a crackhead. And then Maddie lives at the back of his shirt and he's just covered in hives. He says, I'm so sorry. It happens when I'm anxious. She's disappointed. And he says, I'm really sorry. I know how horny you are. Like he's apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. I know you're so horny. Like you obviously want to have sex with me and I can't make it happen for you. Like, Mm -hmm. It's sweet and sad, dude. Yeah. But then Maddie's really sweet because she starts putting stuff on his rash. He says, I'm so embarrassed. And in that moment, as Maddie is putting ointment on his back, she opens up about mm-hmm. something embarrassing that happened to her. She talks about getting like diaper rash when Halloween. She said one year she went as a baby to a Halloween party with her boyfriend, but she didn't wear underwear underneath the diaper and she got diaper rash. So here she is opening up about an embarrassing moment that happened to her, which was really sweet for her to do. And then he says... That he barely leaves his room. So he kind of makes a confession that like he isn't happy with the way he's living his life. He just doesn't know what else to do. He's like, I barely leave my room. I don't have any friends. She says, I've never left this house. I've lived in this house my whole life until my mom got sick. She said that she had dreams of going to all these surf spots in California. But, you know, when her mom got sick, she wasn't able to do that. After this night, Maddie and Percy actually start dating. Do they start dating? Kind of, yeah. I feel like he thinks, like Percy thinks they're dating. Yeah, Percy thinks they're dating. Because he tells her, I'm a little bit of a romantic. If I could just spend a day with you tomorrow... I'll be able to put out. He says, I promise yeah. I'll put out. I just need to get to know you a little better. They they go on like a, this whole day long date thing. They go to the beach and they go to laser tag. To be honest with you, this is a lot of work for a Buick. Like this is right. several days and a lot of effort for a Buick. She should have sprung for the Tesla. You know what? Yeah, I, I do it for a Tesla. Doesn't it seem like Percy is just more comfortable around Maddie now? He even gets her a little gift, maybe from the arcade. He gets her like Mm -hmm. a little beer helmet. And this is where she tells him that she is an affair baby and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and that her mom got paid off. You know, when her dad went back to, you know, his family and just kind of gave her mom a whole bunch of money to keep her quiet in a way, bought her this house. And she wrote her dad a letter once, you know, when she graduated from high school, a couple months later, after her mom died, got the letter returned in the the mail unopened. Percy feels bad for her, obviously. He tells Mm -hmm. her, he says that he had a really bad incident happen in school where there were rumors, really inappropriate and cruel rumors to the point where he had to switch schools because he was bullied so badly. And then Mm -hmm. from there on... He was too scared to make friends and he only has online friends. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to be vulnerable when you're not looking someone in the eye. Yeah. 
It's why Rose and I wear blindfolds when we record. <laughs> no, it, and it totally is. It's totally more easy to be vulnerable with somebody when you don't have to look them in the eye, you know, when they are this abstract concept of a person. Yeah. As she's opening up to him, he is finally feeling an attraction and mm -hmm. he asks to kiss her. Yeah. I think the emotional connection is really important for Percy. Yeah. And this is a really great day for Percy. You know, he's having a really good time. Maddie and Percy are even holding hands. That's so scandalous. Super scandalous. On this little day date, they actually both reveal that they never went to their proms. And so they make a plan and they're like, you know what? We're going to rent a limo. We're going to get dressed like we're going to prom and it's going to be great. We're going to go to a fancy dinner and it's going to be amazing. So that's their plan for the next night is they're going to go to prom. Maddie is talking to two of her friends that are a couple. They're expecting a baby. It seems like they're the only friends Maddie has. Like, we don't really see her hanging out with anyone else. No, they're, yeah, they're the only friends she has. <laughs> they're only friends. So honestly, Maddie and Percy are not that different. Like, even though he is terrified of everything and she is 100% shameless, they are both really sheltered in the sense that she hasn't explored an emotional connection ever in her life and he hasn't explored a physical connection a physical connection or emotional connection either mm -hmm. maddie tells her friends that she really likes percy and that they are becoming friends and her friends give her the side eye and they go okay i don't know are you sure you know what you're doing and i think they're insinuating percy is most likely the one that's going to get heartbroken here the next night, Maddie pulls out her prom dress and slips it on, and Percy pulls out a tux and picks her up in a Hummer limo, and they go to this fancy restaurant to have their prom dinner. It is a very fancy restaurant, and mm -hmm. there is a piano in the center of the restaurant. Maddie says to Percy, you told me you can play the piano. I want you to go play a song. And he's like, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. Thank you. And she says, if you don't go play me a song, I'm going to make a toast to this entire restaurant about what an amazing lover you are. And he calls her bluff at first and mm -hmm. he says, good, it's about time they know. And when she actually starts tapping her glass to make a toast, he's like, shut the fuck up. I'll go do it. He's terrified. Remember, this is the boy who's scared of everything. He's scared of being looked at. And he told Maddie this when he was talking about his bullying, that he tries to be invisible. He is terrified of being looked at. And so he goes over to the piano. And at first, I think he's just going to play a song, but he starts singing and the whole restaurant watches him. Listen, he's not a bad singer. He's not. He's timid at first, but you could see mm. him getting more and more confident as the song goes on. He is singing Man Eater, mm -hmm. not the Nelly Furtado, the original one, which I had never heard of before because I am an uncultured cow. We are just uncultured millennial heathens. <laughs> millennial trash, if you will. Anyways, we apologize for nothing. Just kidding. We apologize for everything. He plays this song and he sings it for the whole restaurant. And Maddie's face... You could tell she's feeling guilty. She's feeling guilty because she's realizing, oh my God, this poor, innocent, adorable boy is singing a song about a man-eater and he doesn't know, he doesn't realize yeah. he's going to be my victim. Like, I'm a man-eater. Yeah. The lyrics are like, whoa, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. The shoe's fitting. 
And it's also goals, but also not with Percy. Like not with Percy. Go eat like go a gym bro. Go eat trashman. Yeah, go eat a gym bro. Go eat a finance bro. Yes, Wall Street, bro. but like a trash finance bro. There's so many men you could fill your plate with, and you're choosing mm-hmm. this adorable little skinny mini cutie pie. Mm-hmm. Respectful, sensitive. I hate it. But this scene, it really, you could see the confidence boost in, that he has throughout the process of performing the song. In the end, he gets applause from the restaurant. And he goes back to the table and Maddie's like, oh my God, that was amazing. He looks proud of himself. He is really proud of himself. You know who else is proud of him? Natalie. Natalie is this cute, tiny little thing that went to his high school. And she saw his performance and she runs up to him and gives him this big old hug. And she's like, oh my God, Percy, you're going to Princeton in the fall, right? Me too. Natalie is flirting with him. I think, honestly, she sees Percy, who she probably has never noticed a day in her life. She sees him put on this really good performance. Listen, you give Mm -hmm. him a guitar or any musical instrument, he's going from a three to a 25 overnight. And then to top it all off, she sees that he's on a date with Jennifer Lawrence. Percy has never looked hotter in his entire life. And this chick is flirting with him right in front of Maddie, who is looking so jealous. And I'm confused because I was thinking like, isn't this the goal for him to get out of his shell? But ultimately it's not Maddie's goal because Maddie's goal is getting the Buick. That's all she cares about. So she has to have sex with him for him to get the Buick. If he gets a new girlfriend, she doesn't get the Buick. Did mom and dad's contract specifically state that Maddie had to have sex with him or just that he had to have sex? If Maddie gets him laid by Natalie... The girl from high school, Natalie, she is really excited to catch up with Percy. She tells him, like, I'm going to Princeton as well. And actually, there's a Princeton party happening tonight. And Maddie is so jealous that she keeps trying to cut them off. Maddie's in the background over here trying to be like, absolutely not. Like, no, like, sorry, you know, we have plans. We can't. Mm-hmm. And Natalie looks at her and says, oh, are you friends with his parents? Oh, girly pop. She just called her old. She's about to die. This lady got punched in the cooter and she didn't blink. Natalie just gives him the address anyways. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and turns to Maddie and says, nice to meet you, ma'am. Ma'am, them fighting words, bitch. Them fighting words. The way I would have just straight up throat kicked a Gen Z in the middle of a five-star restaurant. (laughs) How dare you? Listen, call me ma'am again. I'm going to fuck your dad. And I'm going to be your new stepmommy. So after Natalie leaves, Percy and Maddie are talking. He's feeling confident. He's feeling good. And he mentions that he is going to get his driver's license. Despite Mm -hmm. having been terrified of driving this whole time, he realized, I need a car because I have this hot girlfriend, Maddie, Mm -hmm. that I want to see on the weekends. And when he mentions this to Maddie... She looks terrified because obviously she doesn't intend to be his girlfriend. She starts blowing him off right away. She goes, I don't do long distance. And his face just drops. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he gets it now. He gets it like, oh, I'm just a piece of ass to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she only wants me for my sausage. Yeah. He is so disappointed that Maddie doesn't have an interest in pursuing a relationship after he leaves. Yeah. And then he's like, I want to go. And he just gets up and leaves. He goes back to the limo. Maddie's like, where are we going? And he goes, it's a shortcut. 
Um, he's really taking them to that Princeton party. Yeah, he takes them to the Princeton party. Maddie is pissed. She doesn't want to go. So Percy, being in a really bad mood now that he realized his amazing girlfriend who only wants him for the sausage that he won't give up yet, by the way, he still has not given it up. He just goes, fine, I'll go by myself. He storms into this Princeton party, which is, it's happening at someone's estate, okay? It's this beautiful- It's a huge house. Yeah, it's a beautiful, huge house. It's a Princeton money house. Yes, exactly. Bunch of kids- there, super crowded. Maddie decides, you know what? No, I'm getting my man's back. And she goes in and she's, you know, asking everybody if they've seen Percy. Okay. But this house is full of a whole bunch of, you know, high school seniors, soon to be college freshmen. And they're all like, whose mom is that? <laughs> yes. Like, hey, old lady, get out of here. And so she finds these two girls on the stairs and she's like, have you seen Percy? And they're like, he's upstairs with Natalie. And oof, wrong thing to say. What do you think she's feeling at this moment? Is she jealous? Is she just thinking about her Buick? What is going through her head? Because she really seems very possessive and angry that Percy is upstairs with Natalie somewhere. I think it's a mixture of like jealousy and protectiveness. Maybe. So Maddie goes up and she is storming room to room. Mm -hmm. And you keep thinking that she's going to walk in on someone hooking up because this is a party full of young 18, 19 year olds. But there's like in every room she goes into, there's kids like playing VR. There's kids mm -hmm. like just watching their phones together. No one is hooking yes. up. Yes. And she's like, doesn't anybody fuck anymore? The final room that she finds is locked. And that is the room where Percy is in. She's banging on the door and she's saying, open the door. And finally she says, okay, I'm going to have to kick this door down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she gets a running start, opens the door. Natalie and Percy are in bed. They were definitely leading up to that point. And Natalie just says nothing happened. But he looks totally out of it. Maddie is freaking out. She's like, Percy? Percy, she's like, did you take something? And he said, yes. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, what did you take? And he's not answering. And you know what? Maddie being the type of person Maddie is, she's like, ugh, I've taken strange pills at parties too. She flips him over, grabs him by his waistband and like carries him like a toddler to the toilet. Yeah, she's forcing him to throw up. Finally, he throws up and she asks him, what did you take? And he says, I didn't know you couldn't take ibuprofen and drink. <laughs> and she's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Percy. What? <laughs> you took ibuprofen? That's what you took? So all the kids in the party, they all come barging into the room along with the parents of the house. Yeah. And the kids are like, there she is. The parents are like, all right, let's go, old lady. Let's go. You don't belong at a high school party. Come on. Like, you pervert. <laughs> you predator. And Percy's drunk ass is like, no, I'm going to defend my girlfriend here. So he goes to take a swing at the dad who is trying to manhandle Maddie. He tries to take a swing at the dad, but he's drunk. His coordination is off and he's also slow. And also he probably has never thrown a punch in his life. Absolutely not. His fists don't know what direction to go. No. And so when he goes to punch the dad, the dad just easily moves out of the way. Percy ends up punching Maddie right in the throat. This poor woman is doing so much for a Buick, okay? She's going through a lot. So back on the limo, Maddie's icing her sore throat with a cold can. Mm -hmm. Percy's laying his head in her lap and he's just looking up at her and he's like, Maddie, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm ready to have sex with you. And Maddie's like, 
okay. You know, she's like, <laughs> she can barely talk. He pulls out this whole like roll of condoms, you know, like a whole pack. Percy says, I love you. I'm in love with you. And Maddie looks mm-hmm. distraught because she realizes this has gone too far. She was supposed to meet this kid, bang him, get her Buick. And now this kid is in love with her. So she puts the condom away and she says, you know what, Percy, you're drunk. We shouldn't do this when you're drunk, especially not your first time. Yeah. And he's like, drunk or not, I still love you. Yeah. He's like, I'm not talking out of my ass. Like I am in love with you. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's wait though. Yeah. And he, he's like, okay, you're right. Let's wait. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Percy's not hungover or anything. He's up bright and early, has a little pep in his step. He's really excited for the day. And he's like, hey, mom and dad, you mind if I drive today? I'm actually looking at getting my license. And they're like, look at Mm -hmm. you. You're going to get your license? Oh my God, that's amazing. Of course you can drive. He's like, yeah. Also, I'm not going to Princeton. My girlfriend doesn't do long distance. His parents almost faint on the spot. They're like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean you're not going to Princeton? They say, no, you're going to Princeton. And he looks at them square in the eye and he says, I'm not a kid. I'm an adult. Okay, I'm not going Mm -hmm. to Princeton. And this is when they knew they fucked up. Their plan backfired. Yeah. And the mom just calmly says, why don't you go ahead and wait in the car for dad? He'll be down in just a second. Mm -hmm. And the dad's like, I'm going to call that bitch and yell at her. They immediately, they assume that Maddie sabotaged, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. And so... The parents are like, you know what? Let's just call her and talk to her. We can't yell at her. She's the only one that can convince him to go to Princeton. And Maddie was like laying on her couch, staring off into space. And Mm -hmm. we realize what she was thinking as soon as she answers, because she tells the parents almost immediately on the phone. She's like, I can't do this. He's gotten too attached. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know what? We were thinking the same thing. We're going to go ahead and give you the Buick. We'll sign it over to you today. And they said, you know what? You can have the car, but you need Mm -hmm. to convince him to go to college. Meanwhile, in the garage, Percy is sitting in the Tesla and he's having this little bit by himself as he's waiting for his dad. Mm -hmm. And he's just like talking to an imaginary Maddie, like, oh, baby, you drive for a living. Let me, let me do let me do it this time. And he turns the Tesla on, but the Tesla connects to dad's Bluetooth. He hears Maddie's side of the conversation. So it says, so I don't have to sleep with him anymore. I can just have the Buick. His whole world just sort of implodes from there. We get the scene of poor Percy staring off into the distance, looking like he's like about to sob for an hour. He looks so sad. Just contemplating everything in life that has got him to this point. Yeah. But then it seems that he decides to get even because he invites Maddie over for dinner at the same time that he had dinner with his parents. Maddie and the parents were not expecting to come face to face. I think Maddie was going there to break up with him to kind of, you know, end Mm -hmm. things. And obviously it's too late. Percy knows, but he's pretending that he has no idea. Mm -hmm. He introduces Maddie to his parents and he keeps going. So mom and dad, you don't have questions for Maddie. You don't want to know how we met. You don't have any questions at all for my girlfriend that you've never met before. Percy gets a phone call not long after Maddie gets there. He's like, I got to take this, but you all talk and get to know each other. I'll be right back. The phone call is from the guy that he works with at the animal shelter And Mm -hmm. they came up with a plan to destroy the Buick because, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the only revenge he can think of. Like, you know what? Maddie was leading me on 
to think that she was in love with me because she wanted this car. I'm going to take this car and I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. So they roll it out of the garage and into the woods by Percy's house. They take off the hubcaps. They beat it up with a crowbar. Then they throw a rock into the floorboard and run it into a tree. They are doing a really bad job at destroying this car. Yeah. Because they could have thrown the giant rock into the window, but they didn't. They threw it inside the car and it didn't do anything. They're like, God damn it, American made cars. Like it's so <laughs> the only way they can do any damage to this car is to like roll it into a tree, then mm-hmm. cracks a branch that falls and collapses the top of the car. Yeah, and then breaks like three of the windows. He comes back in and instead of returning to dinner, he just goes, he goes in, stares at the table and then goes straight to his room. And at that point, they know that he knows. They know he knows. Yeah. The parents are like, did you tell him? And Maddie's like, no, I didn't tell him. So Maddie goes up to Percy's room to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And Percy is like, coming on to her. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So she's like, Chrissy, like, talk to me. What's going on here? He says, isn't this what you've been wanting? Like, this is all you've been wanting is to have sex with me, Maddie. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. They both get undressed and she slides under the covers. He looks at her and goes, I don't know what to do. And she goes, okay. So, you know, you get on top. He gets on top Mm -hmm. and it seems like he's trying to understand his equipment She's about to tell him what to do when suddenly... And suddenly he's finished. Then he rolls back over and he looks at her and he goes, did you get off too? And she goes, no. She said, that was my thigh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, that was my thigh. And he's like, oh. Then he tells her about the car. He says, I destroyed the Buick. And then he says, Mm -hmm. was any of it real? And she says, I really like you. Yeah. Like our friendship was real. Yeah, like I told you things I've never told anybody. She said, I was just trying to save my house. It wasn't personal. Yeah, he's very, I don't want to say mean, but he is kind of mean. But I feel like he kind of deserves to be. He says, well, you know what? He says, when I'm at Princeton and I graduate and I'm off in a career and I'm doing all of these things, you're still going to be here. Percy revealed a lot of red flags right at the end because at this point, when he went back to his room, he thought she didn't know that he knew, which, you know, she wasn't sure yet. And he was immediately like, let's do it. Let's have sex. So it was almost like he was calling her bluff and he was willing to like sleep with her when he knew that he had already destroyed the car. So it's like in the end, he was trying to hurt her. And then he hurts her further by kind of saying this thing of like, I'm going to Princeton you're going nowhere. She's like, I don't have a rich dad I can call if I get into trouble. I have to figure it out on my own. And he's like, you do have a rich dad. You just can't call him. I mean, isn't that, that's like worse. (laughs) Ooh, That's worse, TBH. He said, you're just going to be, you do have a rich dad. But while I'm off doing all these great things in life, you're still going to be here waiting for him to apologize. That was so, like, I get that he's angry. I get that he's hurt. But man, he really went for it at the end. Percy sets down new ground rules with his parents. He's like, listen, you're not tracking me anymore. You don't have my passwords. Like, I am an adult and you're going to treat me like one. This was a huge turning point for him Mm -hmm. because this is what he needed to be able to, like, step out on his own. Yeah, he tells his mom, I'm changing my passcodes. And his mom goes, what are you changing them to? (laughs) What is it going to be now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Honestly, everyone, even 
adults, everyone should share the location with at least one person. Maddie's at home and she's sleeping on the couch and she hears noise outside. She gets up and it's the tow truck driver, the same one. And he's dropping this destroyed Buick off in her driveway. She is so upset. She's like, what are you doing? This isn't my car. And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah, here's the title. It has your name on it. So like, mm-hmm. she's like this. She's like, what am I going to do yeah. with a car that doesn't run? And he says, who says it doesn't run? Yeah. He's like, these things are built to last. <laughs> this was a Buick commercial, this movie. Yeah. And so like literally like this beat up car doesn't have any windows and the roof is caved in, but motherfucker, it runs. All right. It is still a drivable vehicle. And Uber is back in order. <laughs> well, listen, Maddie, she has a plan. Okay. She needs to save up X amount of money to be able to pay off her property taxes. Mm-hmm. And she intends to do just that. So the rest of the summer, she takes her Buick mm-hmm. that is in terrible shape. And yeah. she does, she is an Uber driver and she, as intimidating as she is, she forces people to get into her car. <laughs> yes. It's hilarious because she pulls up in this, you know, like, the windows are smashed. The top is caved in. And she's like, I'm your Uber. Get in. And they're like, uh, and she's like, get in the car. <laughs> yeah. And the and like these girls are like, I'm afraid. And Maddie's like, get in the fucking car. We get the montage of her for the rest of the summer doing like the Uber driving and stuff in this broken down car. But, you know, Maddie finally throughout the summer, she's made enough money to get her house, the lien on our house paid off and she puts it on the market. But she has a stipulation because she doesn't, it's not being sold to just anybody. It's only available for sale to one person. She decides to sell her house to her friends. And so mm-hmm. she actually takes, I don't want to say she takes a loss because she does make money for it. The house was completely paid off. So it's all profit. She sells it below fair market value. Yeah. Which honestly is kind of like a final fuck you to her neighbors. Cause that brings down the comps for everybody else. Maddie gets the Buick fixed. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, she went to hell and back for this car. So she's not getting a new car. She gets this car fixed, sells her house to her friends. She decides that she's going to move to California. But I think she wants to say goodbye to Percy. She goes to his house, but his parents are like, hey, he's not home. He's at a Princeton party. So Maddie actually goes to this Princeton party and she finds him, but he doesn't want to talk to her. He just flat out, you know, walks away from her and he's like, I don't owe you anything. Leave me alone. Yeah. She tries to apologize. He gets in his car. She pulls an old move. Okay. She jumps on the hood of his car. She says, I'm not getting off your car until you listen to my apology. And he says, I guess we're doing this then. Yeah. And he just takes off driving with her on the hood of the car. Well, he ends up driving through like pedestrian areas onto the beach and into the fucking water. It was a mistake. He didn't do it on purpose. He's terrified that something happened to Maddie. He runs out of the car. He finds her. And that's where he like finally accepts her apology because he sees like how far she went to convey to him that she really did care about him. It was really sweet. And she tells him that, you know, she's moving to California. Doesn't he cry? I think so. I feel like he cries. He tells her, if it weren't for you, I'd still be a virgin. And she's like, baby, you are still a virgin. He's like, no, that counts. What we did counts. And um, it doesn't not count. So I don't know. And she's like, you could tell your friends at college whatever you want. <laughs> yes. 
And so, you know, that day comes. It's time for Percy to go off to college. He is a new man, okay? He still yes. is like kind of awkward looking, but he has so much more confidence and that's all you need, baby, okay? Yeah. As he's wrecked his car, he's taking an Uber to Princeton. Yeah, and his Uber driver is Maddie. She tells him, I can't wait to catch up. I have so much to tell you. Yeah. She's like, I can't wait to tell you all about my new boyfriend. Do you want to hear about him? And immediately Percy's like, no, she's like, I'm going to tell you anyways. He's ex-law enforcement, had a bit of a drug problem, but we're working on it. She's like, do you want to meet him? Because he really wants to see you. She opens the door and Milo, the ex-drug dog, gets out of the car. She's like, we're going to have so much fun. I'm going to talk to you all the way to Princeton. Yeah. And then I'm going to call you and talk to you my entire way to California. Live, laugh, love. I love it. Me too. I feel like they're never going to see each other again, TBH. Absolutely not. No, but it was it was such a cute movie. I don't know how I feel about the way he acted in the end. I mean, I guess yeah. just after him being such a sweet cinnamon roll mm -hmm. for him to be so toxic when he found out the truth. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. I didn't love it either, but tis what it is. Tis what it is. And that's where our movie leaves us. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, Maury's brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.